0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to the C3Coinbion podcast. I'm Clinton, and we're back to continue in our Here to Serve month, a time dedicated to living out the teachings of Jesus by actively serving our community. Today, Pastor Mike delves into the heart of service in his sermon, Serve God, Serve People, drawing inspiration from the timeless teachings of the New Testament. His insightful message will unravel the blessings that come from serving, not only to those we help, but also enriching our own lives. As we serve God and others with joy and humility, we find purpose and experience the abundant blessings that flow from a life of service. So here's Pastor Mike diving straight into scripture. Mark chapter 12, 30 to 31 says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. These are the commandments that Jesus gave to the disciples, love your neighbor as yourself there is no commandment greater than these love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with all your strength with everything that you are love the lord love your neighbor as yourself love your neighbor as yourself so my main thought and the thing that i'm wanting you to take away from this message this morning is that our heart and our desire to serve god and people comes out of our love for God and people. Our heart and our desire to serve God and people comes out of our love for God and for people. Psalm 117, one to two says, Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you peoples, for great is his love toward us and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. You know, God's love for you is huge. It is endless. It's unconditional it is for you he igs love he exudes love towards you and sometimes we can get into a place where we're like i'm completely unlovable i you don't know what i've done you don't know what i've said you don't know my past you can think of all these excuses as to why god cannot love you but if we put ourselves into a position where we're thinking those sorts of thoughts those bits and pieces that hey I'm unlovable, we're actually putting all of the word of God at question because God is love. He, all he can do is love you. All he wants to do is love you. He loved you so much that he sent his one and only son so that he could mend the relationship so that you could actually have life and live life to the full, live life abundantly. And he wants you to live out your life for others. And uh, one of the most, uh, was a very famous book that was written by Rick Warren, Purpose Driven Life. The first few words in there is, it's not about you. Your life is not about you. You haven't been put on this earth to consume for yourself. You've actually been put on this earth to live for others and you will find your destiny, your calling, your purpose in others. And as I've gone on through life, because, you know, as we grow up, we're in a culture of me. We're in a culture that's self-focused, self-absorbed. We're in a culture where you're the main thing, you're the main problem, you're the main issue. But as we come into the kingdom of God, we realize that God is actually wanting to live our lives not inward but outward. He's wanting us to have an outward focus on everything that we do. On every situation that we find ourselves in, whether it's in our workplace, whether it's in our school or university, wherever we find ourselves, in our families, God wants us to be a people that show his love through serving others. And our love for him, our love for people, is what will drive us to be able to serve them to the best of our ability. If we don't love people, we're not going to want to serve them, right? If we don't love God, it's going to be very hard for us to want to actually come into this place and serve him or to serve people out in the place. We actually need to have an understanding of what he has actually done for us and look at him through the filter of him in our lives and thank him that we can actually have that deep connection with him. I love some of the worship that we were singing this morning. There's, we can't ever get enough of Jesus but there's always more in him. There's always more to go after. There's always more to find in him as we read through his word, as we spend time with him. There's always more that we can unravel and uncover in our worlds. So his love for us is extravagant. It's reckless. It shows no end. And his desire is that we would show that same love to our community. And we have set up this month, every year, to be our month that we intentionally focus on serving our community serving those that are out there that are in need that those that need help and are we limited to the month no but sometimes we actually just need to have a moment that goes that is intentional it goes all right i'm going to shake shake off the cobwebs i'm going to shake off whatever it is that's holding me back this is going to be a moment for me to be able to go all right i'm going to step into serving others I'm going to find out what that actually looks like for me and for others. And as we've done this every single year, the testimonies of what we've actually been able to do in people's lives, the smiles that have come on people's faces as they've seen us be selfless, the, even just the conversations that we've had prepping for this month, people are like, what, you're going to do what for us? You're going to actually search, like you're going to come in here and do this for free. like they're blown away. And we actually have that ability to do that in every sphere of our world. But too often we just get wrapped up in our own little world. Sometimes we have our own little pity party, "Oh, I'm so tired, I'm so down, I've done this. oh, I just want to Netflix and chill and do nothing." But God isn't calling us to do that. He's actually calling us to, and so we've got all of these devices, all these things that are distracting us and pulling us, pulling our attention away from what actually, what God has actually called us to do. So let's be a people this year. I'm encouraging each and every one of us to be involved in here to serve. If you haven't served in the life of our church, as I said, this is an awesome opportunity to just, get that, dip those toes in find out what it's all about I know there's countless stories in here of just of just getting involved saying yeah I'll do it and coming out the other side with relationships friendships that you had never thought maybe even existed you've maybe thrown into a group that you might not have ever had a chance to talk to or you've stood on the other side of the foyer and never ventured across and had that conversation. Anybody done that? no. I'm sure you know everybody and everybody's background, I'm sure, I'm sure this is our church, it's so friendly and so, but but this is, we get to do life together, right? And sometimes we're forced into situations where we actually have to have those conversations and they're actually good for us. And on the other side of that, which I'll get to in a moment, is an immense blessing for us and for the people that we're serving. So I have three points for us this morning that I'm going you know, to work through the first one is the call to serve the call to serve Matthew twenty twenty eight says just as the son of man did not come to be served but to serve to give his life as a ransom for many you know Jesus the king of kings the lord of lords didn't come to this earth to be served but he came to serve he came to serve us he came to make a way for us. And so, our goal as Christians, our unction, our everything should be about Jesus, should be about reflecting who he is, what he was. Now, are we going to be perfect? No. God understands that, which is why he sent Jesus, because we can't be that. But Jesus was perfect. He's a perfect person that we can imitate that we can copy that we can use as an example in our everyday walk and he was the ultimate servant he didn't go out of his way to elevate himself he became the lowest of lows to be able to become a servant of man to be able to deliver us as his people we're called to follow his example we're called to serve rather to them rather than be served and serving is an act of selflessness and humility that aligns us with God's purpose and uh as I have grown up some say I haven't um that's okay um and I do turn 40 this month and I've said that a couple of times now so get the memo no <laughs> jokes um <laughs> no um but over the years I've been I grew up in church my parents were pastors of a church over in Adelaide I, before that they were lay pastors for a conservative church as well so I grew up going to church week in week out it was something that we did every single week it wasn't a negotiable you didn't wake up on a Sunday morning and go I don't want to go to church or I don't feel like it or I want to sleep in it was like no we're getting up we're going to church and my, I love the fact that my parents did that for me and so I want to encourage you as parents, like you are phenomenal. You're bringing your kids to church. You have no idea what's being sowed in their lives as they're in these rooms behind us, learning about Jesus, singing songs, figuring out life, because they're in a world that you didn't have to grow up in. You didn't have to go through the things that they're going to see in their schools, in the situations that they're going to find themselves in. And So them being in church is going to give them peace, is going to give them a God that they know that they can go to. And it's going to give them um, things and s- all sorts of examples, people to be able to follow, pe- people within the Bible, Jesus to be able to follow and go after and not get lost. We all have the ability to bring ourselves into this place and to serve a God who actually loves us. We can do that from a place of love. We're all, all, each and every one of you. Not one of you not one of you is discounted from this call on your life. You are all called to serve him. He wants to you to serve him. And um I went to Bible College in Sydney a number of years ago now. Um, but I couldn't remember being asked by somebody on the team there to help him start a car parking team. Car parking the first person of contact Um, out there and this is a massive car park at Oxford Falls Um, so we had um, lightsabers and uh, (laughs) they weren't lightsabers but (laughs) uh, we had high-vis jackets and everything so we could make make, we were made sure that we were seen we you know I got the why behind the what like what we were doing I understood why we were doing it and helping people find their space and uh, making it sort of orderly so that they could get into church because who knows that the car park at church is often the most fiery place on the... No, not here because our church is awesome and there's so many car parks. But sometimes the car parks bring out the best in everybody, right? Um, So so there's an opportunity for me to be able to help serve in that space. And I'm so grateful because even though I was at college and even though that was one of my requirements to actually serve, I didn't rock up on the first week. I didn't rock up on the second week because I was sleeping and I had been out at 2 or 3 a.m. playing games with the boys. Um, And, you know, but he kept coming back at me. He kept extending grace to me and he kept going, come on, I know that you can do this. And I got to the space where I was like, yep, I'm there. And it was then for me a non-negotiable, but it changed – Something changed within me. I wasn't there just to do a task. I was facilitating people coming into the car park. who was facilitating them to get into the house. And so, matter wherever you serve in the life of this church, I want you to know that your job is important. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. And God sees you. God sees what you're doing. God sees the way that you do it. And even going back to Clinton's message before, he, he wants your heart. In everything you do, not just your giving of your tithe or your offering, but in your time and your talents, he's given you life and he wants you to use it for his kingdom, to to benefit him and the people that are around you. So get involved in some way, shape or form because you are called to serve. Number two, serving others is serving God. Matthew 25, 40 says, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. You know, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters, the people that are in our community that are crying out for love, that are crying out because they're in need, that are lost, that are hurting, we as a church have the opportunity to bring hope, to bring love to bring maybe just the one and only smile that they get in their week, to be able to be his hands and feet in our community. And as we serve others, we are in turn serving God. Whatever we do for the least of these, we are doing for God. And so I want us as a people to be encouraged, to be pumped, to be able to go, all right, I'm going to serve God through serving these other people, through through serving Other people, I know that I'm actually loving and serving God, that he's going to look at me and smile, that he's going to enrich my life, that he's going to enrich the lives of the people that I touch as well. And we get that opportunity to do that wherever we are, whenever it is. It's not a matter of it just being in this month, but this is a day-to-day walk of putting down ourselves, of letting go of ourselves and by looking through the filter or the lens of Jesus and seeing people for who they are and for what they're going through. And, you know, we can often walk through life and we can have a downward or a forward motion, but a downward look, looking at our feet, walking through the streets. We don't actually see what's going on around us, but there's so many people that are in dire need of sometimes just even a smile, sometimes a warm hug. Don't just go up and hug a random stranger. <laughs> um, can't do that these days. Um, but but that smile might be the 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 warmth that they actually need that encourages them to to either smile themselves or to go. Hang on a second. Somebody just smiled at me. That was weird. Um, maybe to question it. What it, what it actually is? And you know as we utilize the presence of God, the power that he has actually put on us as we step into the knowledge that he is with us through everything. He wants to work through you. He wants to live and speak through you. And so let's be a people that are intentional in every situation that we're put in. And I know that's hard because we're all human. We all suffer from many different ailments and we all go through our own sort of days where we're just like, I don't want to have anything to do with people. I just want my own thing. But God's encouraging us to step out of that, to step out of that shell, to come out of ourselves and to be able to go after people and smile, encourage, lift up, work for whatever it is. Let's be a people that go over and above in serving others. Um, in the Bible, In the New Testament, there's so many different um, examples of serving. And there's two words that I want to have a quick look at today. The first is the Greek word for slave, which is doulas. Doulas. The term doulas refers to a literal, literal slave, someone who is owned by another in the New Testament context, it primarily signifies a servant in a physical sense, often used to describe the relationship of a slave to their master. And, you know, obviously in today's age, as we look at slaves and masters, it's, there's a very negative connotation on that. But as we come into a relationship with Jesus, we actually find that our life is not our own. Our life we've actually given to him. And so we can say do lass versus slave because the slave word can often bring in so many different other filters or thoughts. But God wants, and God wanted you so much that he sent his son to pay the price for you so that you, in effect, become his, that you have an inheritance with him. That he can pour out his blessing on you because you are his so julius carries a spiritual value we are naturally slaves to sin but through christ we become slaves of righteousness and there's so many places that paul the apostle proudly identified himself as a slave to the master and you know again, if we're looking at it from that point of view of today's culture and today's world of slave and master, like there's so many different thoughts that would come to your mind as to what that actually looks like. But you are not your own. You are owned by Jesus. You are owned by God because of what he has done. He purchased you with his blood and he wants to encourage you he wants to lift you up he wants to embrace you he wants to be with you through every single circumstance that you go through but we actually need to understand who he is the love that he has shed for us the second word is diakonos diakonos which means servant signifies a servant who carries out tasks for the benefit of others originally it described the role of a waiter serving a meal but later it expanded to encompass various forms of service including those of bakers statesmen and even other government officials it emphasizes the work that a servant does rather than their status as a slave or free and so these words were used within the original greek new testament So many times the word slave was used over 130 times. Um, The word dikanis was used over 30 times within the Scriptures. Paul took pride in calling himself a servant of God and the covenant that took place in him. Jesus promised that the Father would honour anyone who followed him in the capacity of a servant. And so we, as we take on that mantle, as we take on what Christ has actually done for us as we see him as a servant to the people, we actually take on that responsibility in ourselves to be a servant for him, to serve others wholeheartedly, which goes completely against the current world culture. It goes completely against everything that you're taught growing up to focus on you, to fix you first. God actually just wants you to live a life that is out there for him. Number three, the blessing of serving. Acts 20 verse 35, which is a famous scripture says, it's more blessed to give than to receive. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Serving brings blessings not only to those we help, but also to ourselves. And you know, as I said before, there's so many examples over these last few years where the blessing, his blessing has come to so many people over this region the smiles, the, the, the thank yous, the, oh my gosh, I can't believe you've just done this for me. The blessing that we are to people opens up doors, plants, seeds for them to be able to receive Jesus themselves. And, you know, an opportunity to serve at Caraba Housing Community may, may be the only time that they see somebody coming in and selflessly giving, selflessly weeding their, their garden might be an opportunity where you actually get to have a face-to-face conversation with them and, and they, they may ask you the question, why are you doing this? And so we actually need to have an understanding as to why we're doing this. We're doing this because God has called us to, but we're doing this because we really love you and we want to see you come into the knowledge of Jesus like we have. We've experienced his love and we want to show that to others as well. As we serve God and others with a joyful heart, we also personally experience that fulfilment. And so many times over these last few years as I've had conversations after the fact of people going in and experiencing what it is to serve, what it is to be thanked, what it is to do. Maybe it's washing windows or cleaning off cobwebs. I remember before we started the church, we went into home and we did a... Um, backyard blitz for them with a whole people, and then we made food for 150, wasn't it? It was like heaps of people. They basically just said, "Here's the kitchen. Here's some food. Make something." It was kind of like MasterChef, um, but we didn't have any time to prepare, and we were like, "We've got to make something for all of these people," and we had no idea what we were doing. But we made it happen, and everybody went home alive and (laughs) and we're thankful but you know there's times like that was a time where we were able to get in and build relationship with each other and also build relationship with home and so that relationship with them has gone on year after year we've been able to go back in there and help them in whatever way and again we're doing that this year and so we are blessed through our serving but others are blessed because we've taken that challenge on ourselves so firstly you're called to serve secondly serving others is serving God and thirdly serving is a blessing serving is a blessing and people the people of this region need us God God will find somebody else if you don't want to say yes but he I'm I'm it imploring you I'm encouraging you to say yes to get involved this year because I know on the other side of that decision for you that God is going to open doors for you going to open your eyes to see the people the way he sees them that love that blessing that pours out on you I know and I want for you so let's get in and do this together amen